Hello and thank you for joining us on the gist. We've been away for a, a little period of time. Unusually, Jacob, we've had uh, we've had two weeks off this time instead of a week, right? Through we two weeks, yeah. Two weeks feels a bit weird. It feels like an eternity since we've been doing this. I've missed it though. Have yeah. you? I have, to be honest. Yeah, I quite uh, I quite enjoy it. We're, it's amazing uh, how life changes in two weeks, isn't it? Though? <laughs> isn't it? We've had uh, we've had all kinds of stuff going on, haven't we? You've through... been poorly. I've been poorly, had a nice, uh, yeah, a nice stomach bug to contend with. Um, so thank you to Emily for that, for passing it on. Um, there's a shout out for her for all the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> Emily, who's Emily? Uh, my wife's best friend. Oh, okay. So yeah, we went to see her and her gorgeous daughter, and um, yeah, Isaac and I both came down ill. After that, and since then, it's transpired that I think Emily's managed to infect 16 people with uh, the bug. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Points make prizes. Uh, is, 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 is Carly and Emily still Do you know what? Ca- Carly, oh. Carly was absolutely fine with it as well. Oh, okay. She, had, she felt a little bit iffy at one point, but generally speaking, um, she's, she's been fine. She's got a stomach of steel. And thank goodness, because, you know, eyes and I would have probably died had it not had it not been for her uh, looking after us for the uh, the the day or two days uh, that was that horrible illness tsunami. But what's incredibly sexist, right, about this next comment is that I, lo- I love that we're starting the podcast with sexism. <laughs> now, that's that's a way to guarantee audience numbers. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, yeah. I should. Yeah, Go on. I'm going to say that guys don't yeah. deal well with sickness as well as ladies. I, I I've kind of yeah. I just think we're really really rubbish at it. Yeah. Like when we're we're, we're we're like we're dead. Properly. We are literally dead on our feet. Yeah. Properly. And you know women are like incredible. They're, My wife, right? Even I've seen her. I've like. I mean, she's never been seriously ill, but she she's had yeah. like stomach bugs and all that. And whereas like I had this last stomach bug, I was in bed all day. It was horrible. She's had similar things in the past, but she maintains this idea that she cannot stay in bed for a whole day. But she still she gets up and does stuff and like takes a sick bucket to work and it baffles, you know. <laughs> it baffles me. She's uh yeah, it's incredible. I think you're right. I think women do deal with illness better than men. Um but yeah, let's have loads of blokes ringing and complaining. <laughs> you know, I was so ill, I still went to well, work and blah blah. All right. Well fine. I think it's I think it's a different thing, isn't it? You know, with guys I mean, I'm guilty of it as well. You know, I tell everybody how how ill I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ill. I'm so ill, guys. I might not make I the might... night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so so ill, but I've come to work and I'm so oh, ill. But women are just like they just go. They don't tell anybody, but yeah. they're really ill. And it's like um, this kind of martyrdom that guys have. Yeah. Um, you have to know we're ill because. You yeah. Know, if if we're ill, then we can't leave the cave Absolutely, and, f- and yeah. find the find yeah. the meat for us yes, all to exactly. eat and survive. And therefore, yeah. you must all know when we're ill. Absolutely. Um, yes. I've just got a little bell on my table that yeah. I've got to ring for service because <laughs> I cannot possibly get up. Yeah, it's pathetic, uh, really. Yeah, but hey, are. there we are. At least we yeah. own it. At least we, at least we know that that's what we are, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So anyway, you're you're fully recovered. Yes, yes, fully recovered. No, no danger of infection since since then. I've been off to the coast for a week. That's been um, lovely. The weather was nice this time for a change as well. Mm. So we spent some time on the beach with the kids. That was great fun. Where'd you go? 
uh, just my parents have got a lovely caravan um, oh, between yeah, yeah, yeah between um, I remember this Mablethorpe and Cleethorpe in a place called Saltfleet yeah I remember this because it's just for family if I remember yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that's it yeah it's old, mate. <laughs> yeah just yeah. for family oh you've yeah. had a good time and yeah, the weather yeah. I think when you go away the one thing that you just want to be good yeah is the weather oh mate th- is the weather three kids in a caravan because of the rain yeah is not a fun experience. No. Not a fun no. experience whatsoever. It's, no. you know, it, the fact that we've done that a few times and we're all still alive is nothing short of a miracle. So, yeah, it was nice to have some some decent weather for a change. Anyway, what have you been doing? What have I been doing? Well, as you can see, mm-hmm. I have moved. Yes, I've ladies moved. and gents, the, the, gist has, uh, the gist has moved yet again. Yes, we're now again. in uh, Jacob's new place. Yeah, new flat um, in Fernwood. It's... Um, it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, yeah. I feel happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, good. I know we spoke, you know, on a couple of other podcasts about, you know, having my own space. And I think having your own space is really important. And mm-hmm. I could have stayed at mum and dad's, I think, if right. I didn't have the three kids. Yes. But I think having the three kids almost, you have to have your own space. You have to know where everything yeah. is. You can't be you know, breaking other people's stuff, having them break other people's stuff or worrying about it. It's just an extra yeah. pressure you don't need. And I need. think that for, for most people, I think, you know, when you're in your mid-30s, you're a bit like, you want your own space. You want to be able to exist and do what you want to do in in your own time and space and not answer questions or anything like that. Not that, not that you know, people asking you questions is a, a, a bad thing, but sometimes it's just nice to be, be surrounded by your own stuff in your own place and everything, right? My family's great. Like, they are really, really great. Um, and the reason why I moved back there was because of things that have happened you know, recently in the past, whatever. Um, it, it, it made financial sense, but yeah, it only makes financial sense if you know if you can do all the stuff you need to do. You know, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, but anyway, this is a cool place. I'm really, really blessed to have it because I wasn't supposed to have it. Yeah. Shall I tell you that story? No, tell me now. Okay, so uh, I applied for this, uh, like a pre-application thing. And they said to me, yeah, we'll put your thing forward to the landlord. And, um, you know, if if if, uh, if it's meant to go like forward, we'll, we'll let you know. Anyway, they called me and they said, yeah, got really good pre-qualification criteria, credentials, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Uh, but unfortunately, we're going to go with somebody else. So unless they fail referencing for whatever reason, basically, sorry, you've missed out. Yeah. I don't really know how many people fail referencing. Not many, I don't think. I, I, mean, I like to think it's not many because it's not It's not no. like a hard credit search, is it? It's a no, pretty it's soft. soft one. It's yeah. a soft credit search. As long as you can prove that you've got the income, which you have to prove because you've put it on the pre-qualification yeah. bit. Weird. Um, anyway, called me back up and said, you know, uh, just to let you know, um, I just didn't know if you were still interested in the in the flat because you know the person that we put forward has failed referencing and you're the next one in line. And I was like, yes, please. And, Brilliant. And I didn't think I was going to pass referencing because I'm newly self-employed, and so yeah. you know what comes with that is obviously no track record of accounts and all the rest of it. Mm. So yeah, I I. I didn't think I was going to get it. And, you know, a day or so later, she was like, yep, yeah, all good. You're all fine. And I was thinking, wow. 
Wow, amazing. I like, to, I like to think from a landlord's perspective, you know, someone that specialises in financial services is a pretty <laughs> sa- is a pretty safe bet as a tenant. Well, Do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, we all know that life is ran on robots and numbers. Yeah, well, and true. Though, yeah, yeah. You know, not everybody thinks like that. But we're in a new place and it's pretty light and airy. And it's what I've learned as well is less is more. Interesting. Less is more. When you have more stuff, there's more stuff to worry about, more stuff to clean, more stuff to tidy, more stuff to take your attention away from the stuff that actually is important. So are you, are you going full minimalist in this place then? Or? Well, my friend's got a book that is all about minimalism and it's oh. like, you know, you only need one pen or you only need one pair of trousers, one pair of shorts, one shoe. No, not one shoe, but two shoes. You say they've got um, <laughs> one shoe. <laughs> One hopping, a, hopping around all day. <laughs> yeah, only two socks. Um, um, anyway, so no, I'm not going to go like that. But yeah. I think having a smaller place, having things a bit more compact, um, is actually kind of nice. It's really nice, actually. I don't know. But it's kind of strange because everybody wants the biggest of everything, don't they? That's the type of society yeah. we live in. I think there's somebody sitting listening to this that works in an IKEA marketing office. That's going, <laughs> Let's get this guy a catalogue now. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, mate, I don't buy anything new anymore. It's all Facebook Marketplace for stuff. Yeah. And it's all vintage for clothes. I mean, I, this yeah, this this here was yeah. from Vinted. Sweet. Eight pounds. This uh, yeah. weird fish green jumper, and I I, I love it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You can't fault Vinted for stuff like that, especially when you can search for stuff that's. Brand new, never been worn, yeah. and it's a, a yeah. fraction of the price. It's uh, it's what, great. But it, what annoys me though about on. about Facebook Marketplace, I don't know if you kind of think this as well. Yeah. People advertise stuff, yeah, for sale. Yeah, you contact them about buying said item for sale. They read the message, don't reply, and don't reply. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why do they do that? Probably because they've already sold it and they just can't be bothered. They just hope it's go away. Just mark it as sold. Yeah, but I had I had I had a lady that I wanted to buy a bunk bed, right? Because obviously right. I've got a two bed flat now and I need yeah. I need a bunk bed for the kids. And so she was advertising this bunk bed, and I was thinking, oh, that looks like a pretty good bunk bed. I I would yeah. like that. Yeah. I would like that. Um, and bunk beds are not cheap. No. Um, and there's not many on Facebook Marketplace. And so I thought, oh, I'll contact her. And we had a bit of a conversation. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to. I'll go, I have to take it down on Monday and you know, contact me on Monday. Okay, yeah, I'll contact you on Monday. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and what's really annoying is that I left it and I left it and I was scrolling back through again, the items for sale. She'd relisted it on another listing. What? I know. And then I contacted her again and said, oh, hi there, on the new listing. Just checking in, seeing if this is still available. Nothing. Silence. Yes, again. did you? This is, but this is the way of the world now, right? So away from Facebook Marketplace, just in general, it's very easy because everything is digital. Like a lot of our communication yeah. is digital. Even things like customer service and that kind of stuff now becomes like a digital chat thing. Yeah, it's become so easy for people to just ghost you like that. Whereas in, you know, in in years gone by, you couldn't do that. If you built a relationship with a person, it was face to face. There was almost like a or almost like a, a a moral code, if you like. Like you have to get back to them through courtesy. Whereas now, oh, it's almost like the relationship is not real because it's digital, and therefore it's very easy for you to just ignore the other person. But my God, it's annoying. But actually, that's just made me remind me of something. I must tell you about um something that 
I experienced the other day, which I thought was amazing. So curries, right? As in... Um, Not Indian curries. No, no. As it, curries is in the uh, electrical place. Yeah. Um, they've got a new thing on their website where I was looking at, at um, uh, getting this hoover. And I wasn't sure like whether it was in stock or not, and I had some questions about it. Whatever. Was it a Hoover or was it a vacuum? It was cleaner? a vacuum because Hoover is a brand. Thank <laughs> you for for pointing that out. Um, anyway, I noticed on their help chat thing, it said click this link to be connected with someone. So I'm looking at it. I was like, well, here we go. Same old thing. You just type on hello. Got this issue. I've got to spend hours typing up my questions and a bit of back and forth with a non-emotive almost robot-like person that isn't really going to understand. Maybe I'll have to retype it once or twice. And if I do a typo, I'm going to look like an idiot that doesn't know how to spell stuff. Um, anyway, I click this button and it said, please hold. And then this human being, customer service assistant, like appeared on the other side of my laptop going, hello there, uh, thanks for coming to Cruise. How can I help you? Like actually talking to me. Wow. And I was like, oh, um, was it was it like a video thing Hello. or just a, an audio thing? It's a, it's a it's like a video call, although you can't see them. So okay. it's it is just audio. I was like, oh, hi, I'm just looking at this Hoover. I was wondering blah, blah, blah. We had a chat, took about forty seconds. Right, thanks very much. No worries, thanks for calling Curry. See you later. Wow, that is that's cool. good, isn't it? That is cool. That, yeah. I was so impressed with that from a from a customer service point of view. I thought, oh yeah, readdressing the balance. Well done, Curry's to that yeah. for that. That's a that's what cool. a, what a great idea. I was I was on the so obviously I've moved. I was, yes. you know, just talked about that. So now I've got to sort out all the utility providers. Yeah. I was on with British Gas, the live chat, and you have to kind of go through the robot. Yeah. First, and then you have to. Hi, go. I'm Chatbot. Yeah. Oh, Shut what, up, Chatbot. No what one. What was likes this you. one called? This one was called Cosmo, I think, or something oh. like that. I don't know. Yeah. But um, this what this little like robot thing. Uh, Basically, couldn't help me, obviously. So I had to go through to a real person who was on the chat, who was quite helpful. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, actually, thinking about it, if you you can't be on the phone to more than one person at yeah. a time, can you? Yeah. But you actually could be on the chat to multiple providers. Which they clearly are. Yeah. So Because you sometimes you ask the most basic question and you've got to wait like six, seven, eight minutes for a reply. It's like, yeah. I want a yes or a no, mate. Yeah. That's, it's really simple. Please just yeah, come yeah. back to me. But for me, though, yeah. having to set up, say, British Gas, uh, council tax, obviously council tax is a bit different, but uh, uh, water with seven trend, like yeah. some of them you could, if you had like lots to do, like like Vodafone or Virgin Media or whatever, they all generally have chatbots, don't yeah. they, or people on the chat. You could just open up eight tabs, whatever, go online. And you could, you could, as a, as a client, <laughs> yeah. chat to them all simultaneously <laughs> without having to call them up one by one and yeah. spend a whole day on the phone. I like it. See how long it takes them to notice as well. Yeah. Ask them the same question on each yeah. one and see if they think, oh, that's weird. All these customers, <laughs> they're all asking the same question. What's going on? Well, I just kind of thought, well, maybe I'm utilising my time a bit better if I do that, maybe. 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 I don't know. There's but, a, there's a, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a way that we need to get back to quality um customer service i think for people yeah. it does make all the difference there's a there's a, a wonderful chap called um jazz rose that talks about this um a lot so um he's definitely worth listening to um in that space for what we should what we should be should and shouldn't be doing in terms of um customer service and that kind of stuff it's so. a good point you make though about ghosting you know we oh, yeah. go back to the kind of facebook yeah, yeah, thing yeah. but clients do it as well don't they 
Oh yeah, clients do it, and yeah. it's um, you know you want to help them. I mean, you've your your experience is mm -hmm. similar at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, where you're contacting somebody because they've paid you for something. Yeah, you know, normally it's the opposite way around. They don't want to pay for anything. Yeah, you know, so this idea of ghosting you know, clients, ghosting you, or yeah. potential clients ghosting you, is also a big deal. So it, it kind of I don't know. It, it's di not... Digital is difficult to handle yeah. sometimes. It's not so much when it's not cold i don't like cold calling but when it's a when it's a, a sort of a first stage and you talk to someone about potential services and they don't get back to you i think everyone expects that in business that that's how it works it's when you get further down the line and you have real good conversations and you um you think that you're you've got somewhere with it you've provided something and you you wait for them to come back and then they just entirely go to, I, I had an experience with a company who um, shall remain nameless. Mm -hmm. um, but I um, quoted them for a load of work. There was a bit of back and forth. I had a really good meeting with them. A bit of back and forth about what they wanted. Um, we seemed to be moving in the right path and and then just got completely ghosted on on everything. Mm. And I remember going to them in, in the end and saying, look, I, I don't mind if you don't want to do this anymore. Just tell me. Just tell me. Yeah. Don't ignore me. But if you tell me that you don't want to do it, that's fine. And then I'll get on with my day because at the minute I'm holding space here in my diary yeah. um, for X, Y, Z. And, and I, I don't know whether we're doing it or not. And to this day, I've still not heard anything. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's um, ridiculous why. But like I said, I think it's because there's no accountability for people because it's, to a lot of it, it's digital. And because it's digital, it's almost not real. And therefore you've removed the accountability for people and yeah. they feel like you can just, you know, yeah treat people in that way i suppose not great but there we are yeah i kind of if people do that to me i do call them out on it and say you know i know we've spoken a couple of times tried to get back in contact with you phone email blah mm. blah blah. could you just let me know yeah what you're thinking because yeah. i need to, you know i've got you know paperwork here i've got file you know your client file here let me know so i can delete it yeah so i can make sure that my desk is clear and but that's it, isn't it? It, it doesn't because... matter whether you say yes or no, but just let me know because that's better than yeah. not doing anything because nobody knows where anybody stands. And if you have that conversation face-to-face, -face, yeah, then they have to speak to you, right? Yeah. And say, yeah, sorry about that. We've actually decided to go in a different direction with it, so we don't want to do that anymore. Okay, so thanks very much. Appreciate yeah. your time. See you later. But there's even a willingness at that point when you get that kind of email from people to say, just let us know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, we just still ignore that, delete it. It's oh man, frustrating. Really frustrating. Really frustrating. Um, talking about something that's really frustrating, I have a question for you. Oh, go on. I know. So obviously I've moved. I think this should be... I've, I wonder if we should have a little theme in the podcast where there's a little jingle just before you say uh, those magic okay. words. I've got a question for you. Yeah, it's going to become a thing, hasn't it? Yeah. I've got a question for you. Or maybe you. some intense music, because that yeah. is what sums up what happens inside me when you say I've got a question for you, and I go, <laughs> oh, no. If you can do it to me, too. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know, you just I, need to be more, I need to think of more interesting questions. Yeah, but I don't have interesting questions. I've got questions that... <laughs> I've just got everybody... questions. None <laughs> of them are interesting. They're just questions. I've just got things that, you know, people want to know, but yeah. are not interesting, but actually make a real difference to their day. Right, so... Go on. My question is... Mm. I've moved and I don't have a garden. Yes. Right? Now, I still have to wash my clothes so yes. that they're clean and they're fresh and I am presentable to other people. Yes. That I meet, not just 
on Zoom, the top half of me on Zoom. Yeah. My question is, is it okay to hang wet clothes to dry on the door frames or on the doors? <laughs> <laughs> and the reason we're laughing is because Jacob's apartment is covered in doors that have clothes hanging <laughs> over the door frames. And also, do we want the people do that or is that just me? I think that in order for something to dry properly, it needs to have air on both sides of it. Yeah. And so what you might be better doing is putting them on coat hangers and hanging them on the actual frame of the door in the space Ooh, okay. rather than on the door itself. But I would never profess to be an expert in this is where we need clothes Carly. drying technique. Yes. Yeah. Car Carly is an we expert in these things. So I've bought yeah. these things, right? They're on the radiator. Yeah, you these little areas. They're, quite They're nice. really cool, like right? Yeah. So the air can get in between them. Yeah. And, you know, but not a lot of air in here because, you know, I've got the window open and everything. But the other option was to kind of take a clothesline from, like, the garage and then... To the fence post, post and have it on the drive. on the drive. Nice. But yeah. I don't think anybody wants to see my, my pants, you know, hanging and blowing Oh, you'd be surprised. There. Well... Yeah, maybe there's a market. Maybe I don't know. It's it's one of life's great questions. It is. What's the most efficient way to dry clothes? It's a bit like the one that question arises for everybody in the winter when you can't hang them out anymore, right? Exactly. But for you, obviously yes. in the summer, you've got a, you've got a bit of a garden. You can put yeah. them on the on the clothesline. Oh, I'm spoiled. On... I know. I, I know. Yeah. And but what I found is that you cannot rely on British weather, and so you can Get put out. them out. Get out. You're I joking, know, aren't I know you? how weird. How strange. <laughs> but you can put the clothes out and forget that they're out because you're busy doing other stuff. Yeah. And then it starts raining. Yeah. Right? So I've just kind of thought to myself, I'm just going to have them inside all the time. You know what you should do? It is one for you. And <laughs> maybe this is a question we need <laughs> to if, ask people. As if this is podcast content. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the conversations we have, uh, the cutting edge. I think well, we're asking the big questions. Well, I mean, look, look, do I want to be spending time, you know, running back outside because it's no, raining? No. Or do I want to be working on my business? Right? And that's... especially because you've got to be, you've got to run downstairs as exactly, well. Yeah, so that's it's the first floor. No, flat. thank you. There's no need for that effort. I think um, you get yourself a couple of good quality areas. You know, not the flimsy wire ones. Good quality, like big that ones. One. Like that one, yeah. and you set them up in the in the second bedroom when the kids aren't here, and that becomes your laundry drying room. I think that's a fantastic Windows idea. Open. Well, what I was thinking about getting more of those ones for the radiator as well. Yeah, and the kids' clothes yeah. dry in the kids' bedroom. Genius. My clothes dry in my bedroom. Yeah, and you know the living room is, uh, you know, free for a free all. Really. Um, get my delicate well, area bits, you know, yeah. in my bedroom. Smalls. That's it. Small, That's small that in your <laughs> No, no, no. Largest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. then, like, uh, jumpers and t-shirts and then go in the, yeah. in, in the communal living area where I can't be embarrassed. <laughs> oh, good plan. So for, the, for those of you that have stuck with us through these last few minutes of the podcast, thank you for while we, while we sorted... Um, that really important question out and well done for staying there anyway moving on talking again about the fact that you've moved um the podcast has moved um there's been changes afoot for both of us in terms of work i think that changes are inevitable um 
first of all, isn't it? it? It's it's the one thing that's constant, I think, in life. Stuff is constantly moving, uh, constantly changing, but it can become quite stressful, can't it? I think yeah. change um, all the time, especially when you're not in control of it um, as well. Isn't there something, I mean, I don't know exactly, but people talk about change management or managing change? Yeah, yeah, or... yeah change change management is a specialism in it in itself. Yeah, um, yeah there's, um, there's all kind of stuff you can do in, in terms of how you... Um, appreciate uh, the psychology behind change and how people act and behave and react to change Mm. um there's all kinds of in in business there's all kinds of models you can use um to manage teams through change and develop teams through change to make sure they're easy for everybody i think one of the biggest pitfalls that businesses face generally is that they enact a change on their people and they expect everyone to be all right with it or yeah. the, the alternative is not everyone's going to be happy with it, but that's okay. I think that there, there, it pays dividends to look into it a bit deeper than that. Just understand, you know, what are the ramifications of doing it? How are people going to react? How do we mitigate that risk? And then yeah. go for it. Yes, not everyone's going to be happy and that's fine. We we know and can accept that, but you got to mitigate it to some extent because otherwise you're just in for a world of hurt. And I think there's, there are some, like I said, there are some great models out there that will help you to do it. There's great research out there that will help you to understand it better. Uh, but yeah, change change is a a big topic. Um, how, how, do you, how do you deal with change? Personally? Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on the change. I'm, mm. it, it depends how big and how significant it is. It depends on the risks attributed uh, to the change yeah. um, as well and the outcome there has to be a lot of um, I guess future questioning around it as well if we if if I go through this change if we do this change what does the future look like yeah um, and then we come into the realms of coaches curse as well around trying to coach myself through it as well mm. and speak to other coaches about it and in, in uh, the hope that they'll coach me through it with regards to talking about those potential outcomes of oh but we, you know we'll do this change but then that will happen well you know is that true what else could happen that kind of stuff and really yeah. laying out all the different options of the things that could happen and where it would go to um and yeah de- dealing with it that way i think that everybody has i think anybody that says to you i love change bloody love change let's change everything all the time mm. they're one of two things they're either insane <laughs> or they're a liar um, okay. And I think that, and sometimes that can be neither are good, neither are good. Apparently. But, and sometimes that can be blissfully ignorant because sometimes people are saying that from a a place of almost confidence or or trying to be confident about the situation, which is pretty admirable. Um, but you've got to appreciate that different changes affect different people in different ways all of the time. Yeah. Do you know what? It sounds really simple and really basic, but the one thing that people and organisations I think do wrong categorically when it comes to change is that they just don't communicate properly that's it and that's it they don't they don't communicate the change effectively they don't listen effectively um and as a result they don't take those actions in order to mitigate those risks or those challenges effectively um and make it more difficult for themselves there's a lady that i met recently at a networking event a lovely lovely lady jackie Mm. hanbury Mm. uh engineer by trade yeah but that is what she deals with on a day-to-day basis. Wowza. She is um, 
she's a she's a communication coach mm. and she she kind of goes into businesses yeah and helps them with their internal communication yeah because especially during covid everybody you know was moved into digital hybrid whatever and nobody had a clue what what mm. was happening Mm-hmm. and nobody could communicate and that's what she does so um, yeah I, I completely understand about well, it it falls in the realms communication of, yeah it, it falls under the realms of the, of the stuff that, that that I do around soft skills and the yeah. I don't know if we've spoke about soft skills on a podcast before but it really infuriates me that I think it's to do with the the title the fact that they're called soft skills makes them sound like they're maybe less important mm. when actually they are the fundamental building blocks of a successful business. And, you know, if you want to be on the other end of this podcast going, oh, well, no, that's bollocks. I've made millions doing X, Y, Z. Well, well done for you. Maybe you got lucky. If your soft skills are not on point, you are, again, set for a world of hurt. Maybe you'll get lucky and make a bit of money, but that becomes very finite. Um, Your soft skills, so we're talking about things like communication, like resilience, like stakeholder management, all that kind of stuff has got to be in place and effective in order for you to be successful. There can be no question of that now. You know, there is so much research, there is so much evidence to show the value that that adds to business, that if you're ignoring it, um, if you're paying it no mind, or if you're deciding that, you know, actually we haven't got the time or money to train our people in soft skills, well then really you need to look at it again and find the money to do it because that's those soft skills are the things that will get you out of this place you're in in terms of that that point of e- economic pain if you like um so it's a a constant battle um mm. really i think we've but i think you know businesses are starting to wake up to that yeah i think and starting to understand and certainly the the smaller businesses i think get it straight away medium-sized businesses get it pretty much straight away the, the ones that i think fall foul most of the time are the large organizations um, yeah. and that's got usually got something to do with the fact that they're so big it's like trying to sometimes like trying to turn a tanker on the ocean if, if you know what i mean mm. it takes time for them to realize and then think about how they build that into their business and how do they get that training off the ground and sometimes there's a whole cultural transformation that needs to happen and it you know gets complicated change change is difficult isn't it? Hey, change is difficult and you know what yeah. we could we could make this podcast about change and still have an episode every single week to talk about about it that's how big a topic it is yeah i've always been when it comes to change i've never i don't think i've ever been scared of change hmm. i've always liked the idea of taking a calculated risk you know yeah. this idea of you know, a bit like you looking at looking at what the change means hmm. for me for the family for hmm. whatever it is i think to myself okay there's a there's a kind of there's a range of outcomes here yeah what would I be, ex, you know, happy to accept out of that range? Yeah. You know, and, and and I think one of the biggest changes is always with jobs, isn't it? Especially when yeah. you're employed, or even when you're self-employed, you know, you know, clients or whatever. But I think when it comes to jobs, you're quick to change your job because you don't like it. Mm. I think I've been guilty of that in the past. Mm. I've been quick to change things prematurely. Mm not give it the time maybe that it should have which maybe about maybe there's a thing here about root cause as well yeah maybe and sometimes like you said we go for these big knee-jerk reactions where right we need to make a change because this isn't working the most dramatic change or the one that brings about the most amount of change must be the right option when actually 
let's dig into it a little bit more, figure out why that change needs to happen and what your opinion on that is. Mm. Um, and is there anything that actually just needs a little bit of a tweak and then you'll be all right. And I'm not saying that sometimes, some, look, sometimes people find themselves in jobs that no longer um, fit with them, um, emotionally, personally, whatever, um, and they need to move on. And that's absolutely fine. You, 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 you have to do that. But sometimes you're right. I've, I think that sometimes maybe maybe people move on because they recognise they need a change, and that's probably the simplest and easiest way to do it. When actually, just a good conversation, conversation, co- couple of tweaks here and there, yeah. And actually, still in the same job, I'm doing largely the same thing, but I tweak this, and now I'm a hundred times happier. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's um, this is not not more so evident than the you know the the great resignation that followed uh, COVID, where so many people, um, myself included, left um, organisations and businesses because they recognised they wanted a change um, because, uh, you know, the stuff was cast in a different light. They had a different perspective following COVID. And so they they wanted a change. And so they either went self-employed or they found a new career elsewhere or whatever, when actually, if they'd had a conversation with where they were, explain what they were feeling, how they were feeling um, and maybe put some suggestions out there about how it could be made better. Maybe they didn't need to change. Maybe they still did. I think in, in my, again, coming back to me personally, I decided to leave global corporate um, and it was absolutely the right thing to do. I, I'm, 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 I'm still now, despite the effort, despite the struggles and despite the, the, the confusion and, and all that kind of stuff that, that comes from it, I still know that leaving global corporate was the right decision for me at that time at the time um, at the time and still is and you know I, I i still have no desire to be back in that world doing um doing that kind of thing so um but sometimes yeah. change is forced upon you isn't it sometimes mm. change is it's not wanted but yeah. it's needed yeah you think yeah i think i think so i think that you <laughs> You say change is forced upon you. There, there's a, a couple of different ways to approach that. The first one is forced upon you by external factors. Yeah. So, again, we just mentioned COVID. That yeah. prompted the the biggest change many of us have ever seen. Um, and, uh, yeah, external factor, change forced upon you. Right, how do I deal with this effectively? But there's the other angle as well, isn't there? Sometimes change is forced upon you. Hang on, why is it being forced? Why? I'm not saying it doesn't have to happen, but if it has to happen, that's fine. But we don't need to force the change. Mm. We can blend the change, if you like, and bring that in quite subtly mm. without, um, you know, without, without people. Just that language, isn't it? That that it's been forced on me. I'm being made to do this, that kind of stuff. That very sort of negative language around it that illustrates actually there's a bigger problem here around the way it was communicated and the way it was delivered. Mm. You think so? I mean, the biggest kind of change or you know, job changes mm. I can think of are like in football. Yeah. You know, a manager gets changed when they're not doing well mm. and the hierarchy think that actually they need to make a change in order to be successful. But you think yeah. of Nottingham Forest last season, you know, they stuck with their, their manager mm. and they stayed up. Whereas yeah. the ones that changed, um, they went down. Mm. And I'm not saying that you know, is... is, is a way to look at it but you you're sometimes sticking with something and believing in something or somebody mm. and as you say 
sticking with mm-hmm. not changing too often. It's yeah, and it's it's tricky. It's I think it's certainly tricky in the world of professional sport because it's a very different animal altogether. And when you talk about root cause and that kind of stuff, the it's money isn't it? You know, well, no, no, I, I don't think it is. I, I think that there is, you know, money accounts for a lot, but ultimately it is money is the result of certain things. It's, it's, I don't think it's very often the cause of stuff. It's as a result of X. It plays a part, of course it does, but I think that football in itself and the industry of football, the business of football has changed dramatically. That's undeniable um, over the last 20 or 30 years. And so you, you don't any longer see managers staying in positions long because it's become a results-driven business. The answer is to change the manager, change the ethos, change the approach, and hopefully that improves. I think sometimes we, business as a whole can be viewed like that. When you think about sports teams um, living and dying on the basis of their results, mm. you can almost understand why that is from one week to the next expecting to get the win or the result and therefore that change of ethos might help you can sort of get on board with that thinking it's not although and there are crossovers but i think a lot of the time people talk about you know teams in business and refer to it as the same in the same way that a sales team for example works and you know what it isn't the same um there are crossovers but and salespeople are out there listening to this and go, oh, well, no, that's not true because you live and die by your results on how many sales you make. Yeah, do you know what? You're absolutely right. But it's not to the extent that it is in professional sport, I don't mm. think. And I think that sometimes in business probably need to exercise a little bit more pragmatism when it comes to thinking about whether or not that change needs to happen in that way. That's not to say, as I said a minute ago, that's not to say the change doesn't have to happen. Maybe it does, but maybe a bit of thought in how to mitigate it rather than that knee-jerk, right, just change this, boot them, get them in, let's see what happens next week. Um, That's where it's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So change is inevitable. Yes. It's always something that that has to be carefully considered. Mm Mm-hmm. Weighed up. Yep. Yeah. The risks, the pros, the cons. Mm. Smart risks, like you referred to a minute ago. About. Yeah. Calculated yeah. risks, yeah. you know. Um, and, you know, maybe we can talk about change a bit more another time. But uh, a change is always something that it can reap really good rewards. It can, it can be really, really beneficial over mm. the long term. It's just finding the right things to change at the right time, I mm. think. And... Like I said, I think communication is key. You know, yeah. and maybe what was what was that person's name that was the Jackie Hambury, yeah, Jackie Jackie Hambury. Maybe we look at getting her on and having a chat with us about communication, the importance of it, and how that should work in business. Yeah, that's good because idea. let's let's don't, for for those of you listening that are thinking, hang on, I thought this was for small businesses and not big organisations. It is that you know the the rules on communication and managing teams and dealing with people effectively. That could be teams or it can be customers is relevant to you whether you are a one-man band in a small business or whether you are a medium-sized business of, you know, 2,000 people or whether you're a global corporate. The principle of how we communicate to one another as human beings is exactly the same throughout. Um, The reactions of people are the same throughout. And, you know, the way we deal with change should be looked at in the same way. So, yeah, 
still hugely relevant. Mm. Fascinating, isn't it? Fascinating. And it all started out so jovial and fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was got, got serious quick, right? Got really yeah. serious over yeah. that past 10, 15 minutes. You know what did it? The era. It was the era, wasn't it? It was the, it was the, the, era. It was the clothes yeah. hanging on the doors. It kind right. of threw you, didn't it? Let's make a rule. Let's not talk about laundry from now on. <laughs> it, it leads us into deep, dark places. I think that's probably around about all we've got time for uh, this yeah, week. I think so. But it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you to everyone um, for listening. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to uh, the podcast. And we will see you on the next one. Yeah, see you Thanks, on the next everybody. One. Bye. Bye. Bye.